Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Compassion and Courage. This is the podcast where I teach compassionate communication, provide perspective, and inspire resilience. Uh, the subtitle of the podcast is Conversations in Healthcare. And today I thought we'd get a healthcare story from my lovely and talented co host, The Hotness, Woo-hoo. also known as my wife, also known <laughs> as Marbeline, uh, on official legal documents. <laughs> so, uh, so you had an experience, what, a week or two ago, um, that mm-hmm. when you told me this story, I, 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 it made me very proud of healthcare professionals. We are so often proud of healthcare professionals, right? Yeah. I mean, we definitely see the not so good and hear, hear those stories too, but way more often than not, we get to experience and see um, and hear about the really awesome stories of healthcare professionals stepping up and knocking it out of the park. And I got to witness one of those events firsthand um, last week uh, when I went into the hospital for some testing. And, um, and I went in uh, to have some tests done. I went in actually for an MRI, and it was going to be a long MRI. And my doctor, my physician had said, I want you to have anesthesia for this because it's going to be long. And I just very casually was like, well, okay, whatever, whatever you think, doctor. And didn't pay that much attention, to be frank. I just, I, I love my doctor. So that mean you ate a hamburger? No, 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 no. I, I did like everything. My, I always follow the rules. I'm a very good rule follower. So I, I did all the proper things, but I didn't pay much attention. I thought, you know, it would be, I've had a colonoscopy. I thought it would just be little twilight stuff and, you know, that it would be that. Um, so I got back and, you know, they take you. They say, you say goodbye to everyone and they take you to the back room and they did my IV and then the anesthesiologist comes out. And I'm sitting there waiting uh, to be ushered in, you know, where they give you the, the good stuff. And, uh, and we're chatting and the doctor says, well, you know, you're going to have anesthesia and, you know, one in a hundred thousand people die and, you know, and that's always kind of creepy to hear, but, you know, they have to tell you that I'm a savvy patient. I understand all this stuff, but we had had, to be honest, we'd had a really rough couple of weeks, couple of weeks leading up to it. We yeah. had, we'd had, you know, trauma with some stuff at the house and our pup was sick and, you know, just. It had been it had been a rough couple of weeks, and um, but I'm okay. I, I understand these things. I know these things, and it was that at that moment that I understood it wasn't a little twilight sedation. It was general anesthesia, and I would be intubated for how long? For three hours. Three hours. And I think just the um, everything caught up to me in those moments. And, um, and I was there alone with this doctor and all of the sudden when all of that three hours in a tube of the MRI intubated, my emotions got the better of me and I started weeping. And I don't mean, you know, just soft little dainty girl tears. I mean, snot crying, bawling. And he was so compassionate and kind to me in these moments. And I was like mortified. I couldn't believe that I was behaving this way. 
Um, now, I didn't holler and yell or anything. I just like, you know. Boo-hoo, yeah, boo-hoo. of course. Um, and he just, he just kind of reached over. He patted me a little bit. He said that, you know, these are the things that come. He said, but that's not going to happen today. You know, just very, very nice. And, and uh, he didn't, he, you know, he's just like, that's not going to happen today. I'm going to take very good care of you today. Um, he was just so gentle and, and compassionate and, and thoughtful and aware of my, um, my nerves, I guess, my emotions. Um, and he stayed until I got myself under control. He didn't rush out. He waited. He asked, was I comfortable signing everything? And I, I was perfectly comfortable signing everything. He made sure that I was. I signed the documents. Um, he calmed me down. He said he waited till after I'd signed everything. He still waited. And, you know, he kind of looked me in the eye and he said, I'm going to take really good care of you. And I said, okay, I, I, okay. And, uh, I, and then he left. The nurses came back. And it wasn't very long till, um, till it was time to go. So they take me to the room, and the nurse anesthetist came in, and she's doing her work. And she was the one that was actually going to be with me in surgery, and she did all the right things. She took good care of me. And all of a sudden, I look up, and he's back in the room, and he wasn't going to be there. He wasn't going to be in the room. But he looked down at me, and he was standing there, and he pats me on the shoulder, and he looks over, and he said, See? I told you, I'm going to take very good care of you today. And he had just taken the extra time to come to the room to be sure that I was okay, to let me know, you know, that he that, was that there, he was there he and was he was there. keeping up with me and he hadn't forgotten me, um, which was totally unexpected because that's not how that typically goes in these surgery centers. Um, it was just extraordinary. Um, I, uh, I... It was precious to me. It didn't take a whole lot of his time, honestly. It probably only took three or four of his extra minutes. But that's a big deal when you're running like crazy, and as they are in these centers. And I will tell you that studies show that what we perceive as patients, three or four minutes, is actually a lot less. So it probably took him one or two minutes and it doesn't take that long to show presence, right? It's, it's just being in that moment and witnessing another person's suffering. And I'm, I'm so pleased um, that in that moment, whenever I couldn't be by your side, you had a, a doc that was there taking care of your emotional needs, not just your physical needs. Me too. I was very grateful. And it was such a good, um, and we have a lovely daughter-in-law studying this right now, mm -hmm. which She's just... Going to be a nurse anesthetist. Which yes. I, I loved getting, I was like, I can't wait to go tell Alexis this. Um, but it was such a beautiful reminder to me from a personal level of how valuable it is to stop and look someone in the eye and how quickly we can connect and say, I got you. I'm here you. for you. What mm -hmm. do you need? I'm going to take care of you. I got you. Yeah. What, what, I got you. What do you need? Um, we have the power to connect to another person and, and surround them and say, what, I got, what do you need? I'm here. I'm here. What do you need? And it doesn't take... 20 years of investing in someone's life 
we can do that for our neighbors and our friends and people we casually meet so quickly by paying attention and being willing to be present for them. Um, we sometimes forget how much power we have. And the reason we have it is if we're present and paying attention to the suffering of people around us that we can walk by and look away from really quick or we can stop and look Engage at them and witness them. and say, hey, what you need? Right. We're all in this human experience together. That's what we get to do as human beings. We get to recognize the suffering of others. We get to be present and help other human beings during their times of suffering. That's that's essentially what our humanity is is based on. And whether it's in a medical situation, a scenario like you've shared, or it's with your neighbor or the person that you're in line with at, at Walmart, you know, these are the times whenever we um, really should try to take our noses out of our phones for a few minutes to just look around, look around, look at our fellow people and be with them. Indeed. And, you know, for, for all of you healthcare pros, you guys, man, a few simple words are just the biggest hug oh. to someone who, whether it's their nerves or their emotions, whatever it is, it is so incredibly powerful and valuable and beautiful. But all of you human beings out there, stopping to witness someone and just look at them and say, hey, I'm here, what you need, is just such a gift to give to one another. So don't forget that power that you have to offer to other people. Yeah, makes me want to be so much more aware, just in general, just in That's general. That's right. That's what he left me with, going, looking around, going, hey, who, need, who needs me today to show up? Excellent. Well, thank you for sharing that, and I'm glad you're doing good. Me too. Yeah. Thank you. And everyone, thank you for joining us for this episode of Compassion and Courage, Conversations in Healthcare. I'm Marcus Engel. And I'm Marmalene. Also Engel, <laughs> <laughs> a.k.a. The Hotness. <laughs> all right. Thank you all so much again for being with us on this podcast where we teach compassionate communication, provide perspective, and inspire resilience. Thank you to everyone who is continuing to engage on social media. Uh, we love your comments. We love hearing from you. And uh, thank you. Thank you for uh, giving us part of, part of your precious time. And we're always hoping that you get something valuable out of it. We'll see you next time on Compassion and Courage. <laughs>